I try to understand what this photographer or what this maker is doing, why it's doing. You know, I like to spend time looking into other production. And I like to see how this single project is submitted is actually matching with their overall production. You know? What this project, uh, pro, uh, photographer has to say, you know, I like to look at consistency. Is this just a spotlight? Is just, this just a firework? Or there's a consistency there. There's a true commitment. You know, what is the language? What, what is artist trying to do? What is trying to achieve with this work? So there's a lot of things we look, we look at. Um, but also, is, um, to be honest, what is precious about Urbanautica that uh, we're not just looking for established photographers. It's never been like that from day one of Urbanautica. We always had looked into people that also potentially we feel that has something good to say about the world. Welcome to the Urbanaut podcast. This show is dedicated to those explorers of the visual landscape, to those passionate about delving deeper into contemporary art, photography, and visual culture. Today, we have a really cool episode that is dedicated to a, a call that Urbanautica does. And I have Steve Bisson on today as a special feature. This is an award show where we take a look at their recent selections in the Urbanautica call uh, for their latest catalog of 2023. And this is a really cool episode episode because not only do we look at the current selection and we feature some of the artists, but we're going to look at also how you can get involved next year. So I just want to go ahead and to welcome Steve Bisson. Welcome to the show, Steve. Hi, Patrick. Thanks for having me again here. It's, it's a pleasure and I'm excited to introduce the upcoming new awards uh, call. So it's great. It's great to be here. Yeah, I'm actually excited about this one. This was one that uh, I had on the calendar and I circled because, you know, we're doing a collaboration together, doing this podcast and we feature artists and we take a look we do deep dives into artist work and, and their visual language. But this is really interesting because Urbanautica is constantly um, uh, developing an archive of, of artists and we're interviewing different people. We have a written form and now we have this video form. And uh, this call is, is a great way to kind of feed that archive and, and get new artists um, uh, into the community. And so what I wanna do is have you really quickly introduce yourself uh, introduce uh, Urbanautica and maybe we can take a look at it, but also um, talk about this new edition uh, really quickly. So uh, go ahead and really quick. Sure, sure, Patrick. Uh, well, I'm Steve Bisson um, and I'm the father of Urbanautica, this journal of visual anthropology and cultural landscapes. Um, I've been running this uh, journal, as you said, it's a huge archive nowadays of uh, amazing projects and very diverse take on photography and the visual reel. And yeah, I've been doing this for about 15 years now. And, and, and the podcast now is really taking us and the full project up to the next level. Uh, it was time for a podcast. 
Um, but now it's now it's time for uh, the annual award. Uh, you know, uh, end of November, beginning of December, it's a very exciting part of the year because it's when, you know, we launched the new call for the awards, the annual awards. And it's, you know, it's one of our main uh, projects we do at which is like launching, giving opportunities. It's about giving opportunity to people with interesting projects to submit, to send the work and get feedback uh, from us get eventually awarded, be shortlisted, um, get special mentions, but mostly get their work on the platform um, and get chances to be showcased along the year. Because we, along the year, we look at a lot of our archives, we, we browse through all these outstanding uh, projects submitted and we write about them. So um, it's really an opportunity to you know, reach out to Urbanautica, reach out to the people who work in Urbanautica and, and, and inspire us, give us inspiration to write and talk about photography. And I'm sure a lot of the people who will join the next edition, Patrick, they will end up on your podcast here. So, yeah, most likely. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, we have one actually from this, this, uh, this year, uh, that's uh, a recently recorded, uh, version um, and she came on to the show and, and she, uh, she did an amazing job. That's coming to you soon. But, um, you, you know, let's talk a little bit about the background of Urbanautica. Tell us a little bit about Urbanautica, yeah. how it got started and, and what it is you aim to do with, uh, the Urbanautica, Urbanautica project. Sure, sure, sure. It's a funny start because I actually, uh, back then, uh, I was, uh, very much, uh, working in, in research, right? Um, and and I was looking to visual. I was looking to good photographers that could match with research. You know, with, uh, it was research about again cultural landscape, territories, uh, lands, issue, environment, architecture, cities, transformations. And and back then I was I really felt the need to find visuals, images uh, that could match with this kind of research. Um, and that's when I started to delve into the world of photography and discovering amazing photographers that have produced incredible projects and, you know. And basically, Urbanatica at the very start was just an archive as today. I was just saving works. I was just up, and that's when I started uploading them on a blog, the original blog, Urbanatica. Uh, and, and then I started writing about them, you know, short statement to introduce this work. And, and post after another post, uh, I, I found out that it was, that I was, you know, gathering enough words uh, to, um, and help and find myself with a, you know, an interesting archive. So I say, why not start promoting this archive? So that's how I got started basically. But it was uh, the original, the original need was actually finding visual, finding interesting projects. And then ended up being a blog, ended up being, you know, um, uh, what you see today, you know, you can read, read for hours. <laughs> you can spend hours today reading through the Urbanatica archive because we have hundreds, hundreds of interviews, reviews, portfolios. So it's an observatory. 
I would say it's not just an archive today, it's really very much an observatory about uh, photography and visual projects and with a specific interest uh, on cultural landscape. So we have, of course, specific topics which relates to anthropologies and territories, uh, memories and traditions, people and communities, nature environments, perspective, architecture, cities, conflicts. And actually, you know, Patrick, these are the uh, categories of our awards. So when we launched the, the awards and the first edition was 2019. So uh, this is our fifth edition. So I'm pretty excited about that. But the main criteria that we were using back then to select, you know, and search for interesting project photographic works are the same categories that you will find in the call today. So, um, and you can browse them um, for those who are maybe unfamiliar with the, our website platform. Uh, we have, you have a chance to use a very powerful search engine. And so you can basically browse all these huge archival projects through this criteria. So if you're interested in architectural cities, you can search for that. Um, if you're interested more in, you know, projects that delve into nature, environmental perspective, you know, climate change, things are very meaningful today, you can do that. Um, so I would say that these annual awards really, really match with what we were doing already, but it's a different and more democratic way to select projects. I like to say and repeat the word projects, Patrick, because this is not um, a call as you will see a lot online on specific images, send me a nice image. No, no, this is really about projects. So the people who submit, they have to have a strong body of work, a clear statement, a precise topic, and of course, strong visuals. Um, and so it's really about projects. And the, the, the reason why, and, and then I'll, I'll let you talk because I'm talking too much. You can feel I'm so excited by the words already. But yeah, I can tell you're really excited. <laughs> uh, I've been watching you put together this catalog. We've been talking about it a lot. And so um, I'm really excited about uh, getting a look at some of the work and and talking about. And, and I do want to <laughs> I do want to add here this. When I first met Steve, um, he he showed me the project and he showed me what he was doing. And, and you can, you can dive into that, that archive for hours and read about lots of different artists. And, and some of them are very well known. Some of them are up and coming, but you can, you can dive into almost any subject. And that's why I like it. It's uh it's really quite expansive and it's not really like pointed in only one direction or, or whatever, there's a lot of artists exploring a lot of topics in there around the world. It's not just uh, regional. It is it is covering the globe. And there are tons of people that are involved in this. So I'll let you continue with um, uh, the rest of what you were what you were saying there. Yeah, I like you said topics, uh, because it's really it's not really about photography itself, uh, urbanatic yeah. at all. It's really about what we can do with photography. So as I was writing um, a couple of weeks ago, the introduction to the new catalog of previous year's awards edition, uh, I was you know, looking for the right words to introduce this uh, 
amazing catalog with the 30 winners of last year. Um, and basically my focus was on the fact that uh, we are trying to give space and room to visual thinkers that have interesting um, statements on urgencies and topics that are relevant uh, in contemporary world. Uh, so it's not really about just aesthetic, you know, nice visual. Of course, you know, there's the formal size of making images. It's important, the grammatic and so on. But Urbanatica, it's really about what we can do as visual makers, how we can impact out there and, you know, challenge topics, create interesting discussions, boost debate, starting from the images. This is what Urbanatica is about. Um, so, yeah, this is a big news. Uh, we will release soon the new catalog or last year edition. It's a long-term process, Patrick. It takes one year to edit the catalog. So uh, when the January, the first, you know, the, the annual awards call ends on the 1st of January every year. So that's the, the deadline of submission. And from day one of the new year, we start editing all this gigantic, you know, archive of submission, and then we release the catalog right before the launch of the new call. So it's a very, as I said, a very start, but it's a very exciting moment of the year for Urbanatica, both for the catalog, but both because we are ready to launch and we cannot wait to see what people will submit. So, so how many people actually submit um, to the catalog each year? Well, or is, is it that, increasing every year as it, as it, you, well, you started in 2019, and uh, it's it's only five years. I'm sure it's just getting bigger and <laughs> bigger and bigger. It's getting bigger and bigger. It's several dozens. I mean, we're talking hundreds, hundreds of work that submitted. Um, yeah. um, but what is um, truly interesting to say uh, beyond figures is that the average quantity, uh, Patrick, of the work we submit is is very high. It's very high, and I'm telling this. Uh, since I've been, you know, I'm a curator beyond uh, being the founder of Urbanatica. I've been working as curator uh, for for the past 20, 20 years. And I'm also, you know, involved in academies, uh, you know, chair of uh, follow department, university, international university in Paris. So I've been invited often in, in, as a juror in many follow uh, and I can tell that the, what makes the world of urbanatica interesting, uh, it's not the quantity of works we receive, but it's really the quality of the works we receive. That means that our following, the, our, our audience out there, they know we're serious about photography. They're serious about the projects we look at. We are serious about when we write about that, the projects, because we write a lot about photography. So uh, what for me, being a creator and you know, someone who's seriously interested about what photography can do for the world uh, is actually to see the average quality. That for me is the main criteria. You know, when I look, is it, does it make sense to do this? Yes, because we get so much good work. And to be honest, the jury is quite challenging. It's very difficult to select the 30 winners that will end up in the catalog. But it's also nice to have a chance to shortlist a lot of works that will not end up in the catalog, but they will end up with their own project portfolio on our observatory, in our archive. And that's where we look at along the year when we are choosing 
interesting projects to write upon. So it's not just about being a winner. It's really about get your work in the observatory because there will be people looking at those and there will be people ready to give attention and spend good words and write about them. So this is really about the words, I would say. Um, send us your words, but send it when you feel it's ready to be sent. Because sometimes the people, it's easy to send, to submit today, Patrick. So this is for everyone. Don't send your work because we will look at your work very carefully. Send it when you feel it's ready to go. When it's really to, to be challenged. It's really to have a discussion. Be ready for a discussion. You might end up on this podcast. So, you, you know, you have to be serious about your work, right? I so I do have a question. Sense. What goes? Yeah, no, no, no it does. Uh, what what goes into the selection of the the thirty that, that make it to the final catalog? What goes into the selection? Uh, a lot, a lot, Patrick. Um, so I would say we have uh, five categories, right? And 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 especially for the winners, uh, um, what makes the difference uh, is really I would say the depth of the project. Um, uh, the commitment, the honesty, the truth of the work, uh, the quality of the execution, uh, um, how the project uh, impact in relation to the topic that is addressed by work. Um, so there are different things we consider when looking at those words. Uh, and of course, um, uh, when I'm, uh, I'm part of the jury, so when I'm looking to the words, I also often go and see, uh, especially if I don't know the, uh, the photographer, and this is very often, um, uh, I look into the website of photographers. I try to understand what this photographer or what this maker is doing, why it's doing. You know, I like to spend time looking into other productions. And I like to see how this single project is submitted is actually matching with their overall production. You know? What this product, uh, pro, uh, photographer has to say, you know, I like to look at consistency. Is this just a spotlight? Is this, this just a firework? Or there's a consistency there? There's a true commitment. You know, what is the language? What, what is artist trying to do? What is trying to achieve with this work? So there's a lot of things we look, we look at. Um, but also, is, um, to be honest, what is precious about Urbanautica that uh, we're not just looking for established photographers. It's never been like that from day one of Urbanautica. We always had looked into people that also potentially we feel that has something good to say about the world. And that's why we ended up discovering talent that way, with this attitude, with this mindset. You know, if we feel that this guy, well, maybe just graduate, maybe it's just, you know, at the early stage of this career, but this guy has something to say that is powerful, is meaningful, is, you know, um, truth, really truth uh, and sincere. Well, we have some young emerging talent ended up being awarded. And then, you know, what's the good thing about or being published or being interviewed by Urbanati? It's the same thing. You know what is nice that after 10 years, I got photographer comes back to me and say, hey, you know, Steve, 
I'm still fond of Urbanatica because you gave me space. You gave me room where nobody was given. So this is also something that is part of the world because it's part of the Urbanatica uh, attitude, you know. Um, and that required, but re required attention, time, energy, investment. If you're just flipping through the pictures, say, oh, I'm, it feels like I've already seen. You're not, you know, doing a good job. But if you're losing time looking to the website, you're trying to understand what the person is doing. Of course, you're paying attention, you're paying care, um, you're giving respect to the work. That's why I'm, I'm saying to the people out there, don't submit your work if you feel it's not ready. Because, you know, we are serious about it. We are not like many other guys out there, just find the, like, the right pick with work on Instagram. You know? It's not about that. So these are more or less, this is the attitude and also the different criteria uh, we use. Um, it's not an easy job, I would say, Patrick. You know, I, uh, I think about, you've been, Urbanautica, you've been writing and exploring photography for about 15 years now. And now you're doing the the catalog, you know, um, you're starting to do this call since 2019. It, you know, it's, it's interesting um, having done a few interviews um, with this podcast the, that you have artists that are exploring the marketplace of ideas and they're, they're, they're looking at certain concepts and, and expressing those concepts through images and, and uh, I bet it is absolutely fascinating to go back through the archive to kind of see some of these ideas um, expand, kind of, it's almost like you're looking at, at, at humanity and, and uh, you know, what we're going through, how we're going through it, what we're thinking about. Uh, the progression of certain concepts and ideas. Uh, I bet it's fascinating. Do you have any insights about that? Is there anything or is that just too, you know? <laughs> well, you know. It, it's, it's um, being inside the machine, you know, uh, for, for a few years now, um, sometimes I, 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 I don't really get the, the, uh, the importance of what has been done so far. You know, you're yeah. just, you just feel this, you like to do it, you love to do it, you like to reach out to people, you like to get them involved, you like to talk about the world, you like to write them by the world, to get, give them exposure. And then, it's, and then also, to be honest, it's, it's so nice to see them growing, changing. Um, and it's, it's nice to keep in touch with some of the photographers that ended up in Urbanatica maybe 10 years ago. And then um, we, have, we have, with some of them, you know, we, every, we reach out, we get in touch every two, three years. Um, I know you've been running a podcast with Jessica where she's one of those I know you reach out to Alnis Takler, a uh, uh, Latvian uh, visual artist, um, who we've been, you know, in touch for years. And I think also when I say that Urbanatica is not just an archive, but it's an observatory, Patrick, I, I really mean that it gives you a chance to explore also the evolution of the medium and sometimes the evolution of the practice of a visual maker. Uh, if I can share my screen for just a second, I have a good example great. for that. Um, I think that's great, yeah. So Alnis is a teacher and standing uh, 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 
visual maker from Latvia. Um, and we've been, we've been touched with, uh, artists for about 10 years now through Banatica. The project that we are looking at here, uh, was actually published and selected by the very first edition of, uh, our awards. Um, so he's been traveling to the Far East and exploring transformation of cities and, you know, uh, his work is really tackling visual anthropology, understanding, you know, this gigantic transformation and changes that uh, these countries like China and not only China went through the past two decades. Um, and it's a very interesting, you know, um, uh, exploration of this city's landscape, but also people. Um, um, and at the same time, you know, um, if you look into this portfolio, uh, um, you will see down here at the bottom, Patrick, that we have, you know, we can, you can enter, if you want, you can enter Annie's page in Urbanatica and you will see there are more interviews. You see how many were already three interviews with Annie's and there are other portfolios being submitted along the years. Um, so it's for us a privilege to host on our platform kind of a documentary uh, of the practice of Adnes, you know, and reading through his thoughts and, you know, um, the thing he told us and also the evolution of his practice through his words. Uh, I think this is priceless. This is what makes Urbanatica unique, you know, after many years is actually that you can really delve into the practice of a photographer and understanding his struggles, his ideas, motivation, and his changes. Um, um, and this is basically about it. So this is just an example that uh, I'm happy to share, but we are different uh, out there on the platform. Can we go back? Can we go back really quick? Because uh, I want to show something uh, about this website that I think was really powerful for me was uh, your search. You want to go uh, back? You have a search feature. Yeah, let's go back. Yeah. This yeah. is, uh, you can also search um, in, in this archive and find um, uh, different categories. And so yeah. these are based on the categories that are also in your in your call. So can you show us the categories and how you can search really quick? Cause this is, I think this is the power of, of yeah. what you have going on here. And, uh, like for people like me who are really intrigued by the medium and intrigued by kind of, uh, where certain artists that are coming up, certain artists that are still, uh, working, you know, you, you get into these like really interesting interviews but you also hear from them directly um, about yeah. what the work is about. And you get this kind of inside look at some of these, these works. And so um, take, a, take us through a little bit of the search and some of the categories really quick so we can get a yeah, better feel sure. for this. And sure. then hopefully I can, I can talk about the new catalog. So we'll jump, uh, we'll jump right into the website really quick. So sh sh give us a little tour. Yeah, definitely. I mean, this is what we are looking at, of course, in the whole page. And whole page is like a, uh, it's, it's itself um, um, 
the pathway to the different kind of contests. So on the top here, we have different researches and calls that we'll be running. So you will see, uh, of course, the awards, but also the blurring the lines call that we run every year with uh, network over 90s uh, visual art school worldwide to select graduation works. We have specific calls that we've been running with festivals. So we've been, you know, uh, Urbanatic is alive uh, and kicking out there and playing, working, building partnership uh, along the world uh, for different reasons. Uh, and of course, you get interviews, reviews down here, portfolio entries, and so on and so on. But uh, what is really interesting is actually up here, you see this yellow rectangle. Uh, up here on the top right is actually how uh, you can get into the search engine um, and you can basically surf and browse our archive by name of artists, countries, um, so-called shortcuts, uh, genre. So genre is actually what, what you were talking about, Patrick. Yeah. You see different yeah. categories. So you can browse, you see people, communities, architecture, uh, books, stories, memories, nature and perspectives. So there's a bunch of categories you can browse. For instance, if I click on people and communities, you can go and find contacts related to these very important um, categories, which is a category that gathers words that how to, to understand how visual makers, uh, you know, data and relate to people or communities. Um, so for instance, let me just open up a very recent uh, uh, article, an uh, interview we did with the French photographer Nicolas Rivoire uh, about an outstanding project, La Clare, he developed uh, on the borders of France and Italy, where he chased basically people trying to you know, cross the border. Um, and, and he basically follow up this very mountainous uh, region of the Alps and find and look, you know, return these places and faces as well of people who, you know, um, live in this area and trying to wait for the turn to cross the border. Um, um, it's a very interesting and poetic at the same time way to investigate a very urgent and, you know, uh, challenging topic uh, regarding our today's world and uh, and, and people. Uh, but if I go back, you know, you will you will find um, many other works. Um, uh, also in other uh, other categories, um, um, you can also. For instance, browse if you like by country. Maybe you are interested in you know, what's happening in the Belgium. Or uh, so this is just a quick glance of a lot of information, exhibition. Uh, ah, I see an interview here uh, with Pierre Rayet, Belgian uh, artist. Uh, I'm just mentioning Pierre because he was on. Uh, Last year, catalog Urbanatic as well. So he got an interview here about his work. This is a family work. So again, it's uh, relating to, um, it's, it's a very personal, intimate work trying to explore his family. Uh, 
world. Um, so depicting his kids growing up and also trying to find beauty in his in the ordinary world uh, he lives. And so there's a lot. There's a lot to see, Patrick, um, and to to investigate in this great observatory. Um, and so I'm, I'm, I'm really happy the annual call is a very precious opportunity for us to, uh, you know, capture new works for photographers we know, but also very much discovering new talents. I think it's uh, uh, this this whole uh, the whole project is something that I'm just honored to be a part of and just help with and to be just in your presence. You know, I'm just kidding. But uh, uh, no, it's, uh, <laughs> it's th this kind yeah. of. Yeah. Yeah. Well, this work is, I think, really interesting. And um, you, you, when you when you I think the best word for this is archive, you know, because uh, it is it's deep. It's. Um, there's tons of uh, written work in there. It's constantly being updated, it's still being worked on. And it's, uh, I think if we were to look at the Urbanautica project as a time capsule um, and, and take a look at it from this time, you're going to get to see what, what humanity is like, not only from a visual perspective, but the ideas we were playing with, the, the topics that we were exploring and and we also get to take a look at uh, some of the voices that were starting to come through. And so this leads me into this new catalog that is 2023's version. This was the call that was the end of last year. And so now we're going to get a get to look at some of the people that have been selected for the latest version, uh, the latest um, uh, awards. So let's go ahead and take a look at, at some of the winners. And uh, we're going to just feature only a few. And these are some of the ones that 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 stood out um, to to Steve. But by no means is this uh, um, uh, uh, like means that that any of the ones that were not mentioned today were not impactful already. But it, these are just some of the ones that uh, we could feature today, which means I, I highly recommend you you get the catalog. You you take a look at that who won because you have 30 amazing photographers covering tons of subject and uh, you can take a look at them here on the on the website, but also in the catalog itself. So I'm going to let you you take us into uh, some of the ones that that stood out to you. We're going to share your screen again, and we're going to take sure. a look at, at some of the uh, some of the winners. Of course, of course, Patrick, and it's um, it's a, of course a pleasure, exciting pleasure for me to share some of these winners. Um, let Let's just, I mean, uh, it's easy to look at them as well. I, anyone can enter from the homepage, look into twenty twenty two. Urbanautica uh, Institute Awards, and you will enter this uh, archive of the of the 2022 edition, uh, which is organized through. You will find, of course, at the top the 30 winners, but also uh, you will find, um, as I was saying before, the shortlisted, uh, which is um, projects that for us are very meaningful. To, to look at because they feed our research, they feed our main interest. So, um, uh, and also we have special mentions 
that also are other words that for are very interesting for our observatory uh, because again, they provide inputs, stimulus for uh, our understanding of society, union issues, and mostly, you know, Patrick, uh, all of these people submitting through the through the awards, they give us a chance to understand, you know, uh, what people are looking at and why. Um, mm -hmm. Yeah. So this is this is very interesting. But jumping into the winners, of course, um, uh, let me open you. I would start with Chesper Booth um, project. Um, this is a this is a, uh, a a project that was selected for the uh, category so-called representational space architectures and conflicts. Uh, this is one of the important categories of Urbanatica because it's, it lies, the important lies the name of itself of uh, Urbanatica, Patrick. You know, we have this word urban, you know, why, why urban? Why? So, Natica is navigating, you know, it's browsing, it's navigating, it's, it's leading us into this online, this other world, this internet world that, you know, invaded our life and eyes basically. Um, and urban stands for that major change um, of societies uh, that is affecting societies all over the place. The world, we are more and more urban. We are more and more driven into cities. We are more and more driven into artificial lives. So basically, Urbanatica combined these two worlds. It's a neologism uh, trying to, you know, combine this important um, phenomena of society. So on one side, more and more artificial thinking, more and more uh, urban life, uh, more and more pollution in a way. And the other way, we have the Nautica, we have the navigation, we have this new internet world that we are exploring. So our all your piece of sky is an ongoing project showing the ever-changing landscape in the neighborhood of the Dutch photographer, which is made of construction site, fill the streets and the sky and create these endless new worlds of concrete and glass. I think we all know, we are all aware about what uh, Jesper Booth is speaking about. And basically, basically what Jesper said, by visually examining these harsh environments and repositioning the images he takes, he tries, as he said in his own words, he tried to create an almost utopian world, utilizing the visual cues we also use to seduce us. So let me just quickly browse with a couple of images here. Um, um, I think what is interesting of this work by Jesper is, as you say, that it's not kind of traditional documentary work on real estate and speculations. It's more trying to interpret this phenomena. It's more to try to understand um, by creating, you know, a narrative um, which is not specifically real. You know, it's really up to a, uh, a different level, you know, uh, which also recreate images. It's like creating new images in a way. And by creating new images, the author, I think, is actually making us feel a little bit deeper what we do with the world, keeping changing, keeping this utopia 
that as a human species we have that we can do whatever we like of the world, you know, we can construct it, we can change it constantly, we can add things on top of the planet, right? So I think the real estate world and the, um, especially how the real estate communicate through advertisement, their imaginaries, I think this is very interesting um, field of research. And I felt that Jasper was helping us to grasp a little bit of what's behind of the scene of this world in a way that is not just like documentary traditionally, um, returning as it is, that's what I mean with documentary traditionally, but he was trying to bring his, his personal take, his personal emotion, his feelings in it and create a completely new imaginary. So, this is a good example, I think, of words that can be selected um, on Urbanautica. And the reason is that they show us possibilities, Patrick. They show how we can use, you know, there are a lot of people that have, you know, uh, filled our ears with the world of photographies and <laughs> with this post post-photography post world. So I do feel that actually we're going in opposite direction. We are trying instead to be positive and show what there's still room for visual makers to do things that have an impact. We are tired of listening to everything being said, everything's been done. We don't believe that. Uh, we believe that we are, if we are serious about your work, if we are, you know, honest and truth about what we do, there's still a lot of things that can be done and said through images. And Urbanatic Awards is just a proof of that. Let me show you another interesting work. This is Valentino Bellini. The work is called La Mancha Urbana. Um, this is a documentary, ongoing, gigantic documentary by this Italian photographer who's been investigating the phenomena of uh, gigantic metropolis in the Latin, uh, Latin countries. Um, it's, it's very different uh, from the work we just seen of Jasper Booth. Um, it's more landscape. It's more trying to embrace at the bigger scale transformation. Um, trying, you don't see people here very much. You see the signs of transformations. It's a very interesting, clever investigation on urbanism as a phenomena, as a global phenomena, here narrowed down to Latin countries, of course. Um, but it's very much speaking of where are we going as a society? Where are we going as communities? How do we live? What is the definition of a habitat, you know? I think the works of Valentino Bellini has a lot of inputs for people that studies um, urban sociology, for people that are studying, you know, looking for different nuances in how we shape our places, how we relate to the environment. Um, I think this is a very, very promising work uh, by Valentino, and I hope one day you will end up on a book. It's an outstanding work. Um, he's not just a good photographer. I know, I hope you can see um, already by looking at them on the screen, but you can really feel 
the, the importance of this work um, and how it's helping us to not just digest, it's not just point finger, you know, it's really trying to open up the space to, uh, to us and, and let us understand what's going on. I could talk about this for hours. Uh, I, uh, the, the work of Valentino let me think about another interesting photographer um, that you will find works on the platform. His name is an American photographer. His name is Noah Addis. Um, I don't have the time now to figure the, to show it up, but you will find it. Uh, what is also interesting about investing time, researching and searching the, our observatory, that you can you will find patterns. You will find there are photographers out there that you know, push you forward a similar investigation that you can start, you know, comparing and find differences. And maybe you can, you know, you can reach out to that. You know, you can send an email because you feel that what they're doing is relevant for you. So you can reach out to them. That's what I often do. That's how I started with Banatica. I was, hey, I love what you're doing. Can you tell me something about it? Um, so this is just two projects uh, I, I, I've, I wanted to show, but uh, there's so much. We have, a few, we have time for a few more. You can, you can, you can grab a few more here. Okay, so it's, uh, let me sh just introduce uh, Marisol Mendez. She's uh, a young um, um, documentary and visual artist from Bolivia, um, who actually, I know Patrick was one of your recent guests at the podcast, so more will come. <laughs> Uh, about her work, but I want to, to introduce um, uh, her work because I, I feel it's a relevant work uh, that addresses another topic. Um, we have seen architecture, we have seen environmental issues, but also there's a lot uh, we, uh, about memories and tradition on our platform. We do care a lot about how people investigate their tradition, their stories, their past, you know, family past, uh, community past, uh, nation past. Um, and there's a lot we can discover um, from looking back, you know, sometimes it's delving into the archive, sometimes it's trying to cope with stereotypes. Uh, Sometimes it's also in relation to, you know, uh, this is happening more and more, uh, to understanding the heritage or the colonial background of countries. And so we appreciate uh, photographers and artists that are trying to relate to their own history. You know, they're trying to relate to their own or origins um, in a world that is moving fast, fast forward more and more. You know, and, and we, we leave things behind, even the pictures we take with our phone, you know, we, everything runs behind our shoulders very quickly today. So spending time to look back beyond our shoulder, I think is a, it's already a good way to slow down a bit. <laughs> so uh, I think this is a very meaningful work with strong portraiture, um, that I hope people will find inspiring as much as we did. And that's why we, we decided to give an award to this Bolivian artist. Um, 
let me try, Patrick, to maybe um, um, but I, I'm glad you uh, featured uh, Mar Marisol. Uh, she uh, she was a recent guest on the podcast, which will be coming out fairly soon. Um, she was uh, recently in Paris for uh, uh, Perifoto, and uh, she was uh, um, uh, featuring her work and doing an artist talk. And uh, we got a chance to sit down with her and uh, take a look at each one of these images and look at her perspective on those. So look for that episode uh, coming soon. That's going to be uh, a very cool uh, podcast for uh, everyone to, to jump into. We plan on doing a lot more of these and uh, people that are involved with with this call uh, will be on that show. But uh, that is a very insightful conversation. And she takes us into uh, Bolivia and um, her examination of the role of uh, women in her society and, um, and the way... Uh, um, uh, it's it's a fascinating conversation, so I would highly recommend taking a look at it. Yeah, I'm very I'm very and the first very much looking forward to it, Patrick. Um, yeah, just to to include uh, this is a work by Louise Honi. Uh, she recently also released a new book, uh, the Paris Photo. Uh, so we were very uh, happy to see this project that I will, I'm showing now called the Diamond Roses, um, ended up in a book and having, you know, the attention that it deserves. And so, you know, sometimes it's good that, uh, seeing that photographers that we awarded ended up, you know, publishing the books of the project that we awarded. Um, it's not just a good confirmation, but it's also, um, highlighting that the, the importance that we, we recognize in the world, you know, um, is becoming more accessible to a larger audience through books and, and publications. So we are very proud of that. Um, I think this is such an intimate and, and beautiful and lyrical work, speaking of uh, childhood, nature, uh, it's bringing some very positive uh, perspective, you know. Um, I think photography is also about this, Patrick. It's, of course, it's tackling urgencies, but also sometimes also reminding of that we can find relief uh, and healing in beauty, in nature, in childhood. Um, we should never forget that. And I think photographers like Luis uh, Orni, uh, really remind us of this importance of, you know, chasing beauty, chasing poetry and share it with the world. Um, let me show you just another work uh, that uh, I did mind. Uh, you mentioned um, this is a, a work by Filippo Barbero um, uh, that will uh, I just ended uh, reading the interview uh, for the next upcoming catalog. You know, Patrick, I, I'm not sure if I mentioned that, but one of the great things about the catalog, the awards, that there's a lot to read. Again, um, so uh, the, one of the reasons why it takes like almost a year to edit the catalog is that, um, you know, it takes time to 
produced these writings and this very thoughtful conversation with all these 30 photographers. And, but it's, 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 it's uh, priceless to, to be able to share uh, these stories, uh, our, our, you know, our interviews with conversation with, with the, with these 30 photographers are very thoughtful. They, you know, they delve into the, um, the very early steps they did with photography, why they started, you know, the early shoots. Sometimes we, it's a chance to understand, you know, the studies they went through, the education they had, mentors, people that were meaningful, uh, it's about books. You'll always ask photographers to, you know, tell tell us about great books, not just photography books. They read, and, you know, they were inspiring for them. And we we also, of course, relate to try to investigate the reason, the motivations, the challenges um, of the projects that we uh, have awarded. Understanding also how they edit, how they select the images. Um, you know, the, the, the takeaways, what they learn from this project, you know, you know, how the people were involved, if they dialogue with experts during the work. So these are very large interviews. And to be honest, sometimes the, 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 what the input we get back is so amazing and sometimes so large that we, we cannot feature everything in the catalog. So most of the time, you know, uh, these interviews also uh, are featured online and with different editing. So, for instance, this work I'm showing here by Filippo Barbero is a very long-term ongoing work uh, about this little village in the Apennine, uh, in Tuscany, in Italy. This very pristine environment among the woods and hills where basically his grandparents had a little house. And so Filippo grow, uh, has grown up at, you know, visiting uh, this little village uh, in the hills and very tied to his grandparents as, you know, often happens. And so this, this tale uh, called Borderland uh, is a tale about his relationship with his grandparents that unfortunately they died along the project, along the way, along this very long time documentary. And, and, but the good thing is still since the house is not there and the house was sold, but you know, connection was so strong with this land and this community because of the grandparents that he's, he's still going back there. Even it has no place to stay now. But uh, he's going back and skipping up his work. And you were asking me, Patrick, uh, how do we choose the project? Sometimes it's really about emotion, you know. Um, sometimes I feel that so strong the message, uh, the story itself beyond the image, it's, it's so relevant for, for the world, for the people, you know. Sometimes we need sentiments, we need emotion, we need projects that speak of a, such a positive attitude toward the world and people that we, we have to share them, you know? It's not just about, I mean, photographers, photographs by Philippe are amazing. I mean, they're so alive and, and beautiful, you know? Uh, I know people don't like the word beautiful. I like, I love the word beautiful. The works of Philippe is simply beautiful, you know, that's it. We don't have to be afraid of using that word. And, but beyond that, you know, the story of, it holds, the story that is hidden behind this image, it, 
is such a story that speaks of humanity. Uh, when humans can be nice to people, when humans can be, you know, full of love for a land, for a community, up to this level, well, then this is for me is a great project, Patrick. Um, so there's a lot of, of this behind uh, the words that passed through the awards ended up being the catalog. Um, but I have another beautiful story. Uh, let me see if I, I, do we have still some time, Patrick? Of course. Yeah. Yeah. We have a little bit. Okay. So let me tell you this story because I think it's a very good story. Um, there's a photographer that ended up being awarded, um, in 21. Um, and let me find it. Uh, his name is Lorenzo Maloriani. Um, it, it popped up to my mind because he's also Italian by, uh, by chance. So, so, um, Lorenzo is for many years, he's been depicting, um, I don't know how many, how much the audience is familiar with Tuscany, but you know, often when we think about Tuscany, we think about pristine hills, good wine, nice food, friendly people. Right. Uh, and you know, largely it's really like that. Tuscany is beautiful region. That's why a lot of people like to spend their holidays at time. Uh, but what actually Lorenzo being someone native, okay, from, from the region has been doing for years and given his interest in architecture and urbanscapes, he's been depicting the Tuscany that you will never see. It's not the touristic side. It's not what people expect. Um, and he's doing, I know, going shoot with this large format camera and depicting a kind of side B of the region. Um, to me, that was fascinating, you know, how you can speak, uh, uh, not against the stereotype, but how you can still give dignity through your photographs to places that are less, you know, appealing for, uh, for, you know, the major audience, but eventually, you know, Patrick, they might be important for the people who live there. And for the people who live there, you know, uh, maybe this tiny house close to the highway, uh, see one day a picture about his house, his place, you know, in this side B landscape of Tuscany is simply amazing. I love this attitude, honestly, I love it. And this, you know, housing close to the, the stadium of soccer, you know, whoever will take a pictures and paste it on a touristic side of Tuscany, nobody, right? That's not the place you want to go and see. But honestly, maybe that's not so true because there are people that like to travel to discover urbanism, to discover cities, transformation, at least maybe uh, this is the place they would love to see, you know? So, I appreciate this attitude from Lorenzo. And so the story that he applied the first year, he was 29, he applied to the first edition and he ended up being shortlisted. With this project, it was an ongoing project. And I say, and I shortlisted, I remember this word because of what I just said. And then you know what happened, Patrick? Then the year after, he submitted again the word with new words. And to me, that was outstanding because he decided, he, he could have said, well, I've been shortlisted, that's enough, right? I've been shortlisted in Urban Adam, let's, let's put that on my website and share on, on my social media. No, he didn't. He kept working, 
he kept working and he sent back again the the work uh, the year after and with new works that was for me even adding up you know enriching what he had been doing uh, and so he got the award he got finally uh, selected for the award and and he ended up being be in the camera um, so let me show you because I didn't uh, yet Patrick uh, I don't know if you can see so this is the catalog of Urbanat. You see, there is no pictures on the cover. There are names in there. There are the names of people. Um, and this is another mission, another year. More names. You see, um, they're all the same. I will never change the layout of this catalog. You will always have names. Same layout, same. This is the thing, you know, that for me, they're not different. They're all important. They're all important because of their project, because of their attitude, because of what they bring of good in the world through images. And images are important because more and more they are landscape, as we discussed in the previous conversation. And more and more we communicate, we perceive the world through images, right? Because we spend hours on our phones, on our desktop, and often is at looking at images. That's why these guys are becoming important, because they are critically thinking images. Um, so this is coming forward. The, the last year edition, I'm so excited to announce it now, is coming forward, and it will have the same layout, different names. Um, and of course, the inside is beautiful. I know I shouldn't say, people should say it for me, but I think it's beautiful. There is a lot to read, guys. There's a lot to read um, and to, to learn from, hopefully, uh, you know, a lot. You see, I don't know if you can see it, but anyway. And uh, for those who are interested, um, I, I'm not a good sales manager, but let me just sh share one thing. With, with the audience here, Patrick, I think it's important. Um, we have uh, uh, our sh online shop for books uh, where we've been publishing our catalogs the past few years. I think there are a few copies left of 21 edition. I really recommend to get it uh, if you have enjoyed listening to this podcast. Um, this is something, you know, you should have on your shelf <laughs> um, and get it, get it before it's too late because the, the you know, it, uh, they, they're not lasting forever. Let me show you one more thing, Patrick, I haven't mentioned. Are they a limited the, run? They're, are they a yeah, limited run? Yeah, the limited run. So they're not a lot of copies. Usually, you know, okay. they run out in a year or two at times. Um, uh, in the past, we've been running calls also, uh, thematically. Uh, so this was 2020. This was uh, called, was called Sacred Experience of Beyond. Um, and, and sometimes we also like to do this. So to run um, some research on a specific topic, this was related to, you know, sacred dimension of living. And we got some very incredible outstanding work out there as well. And, and we love to do this, you know, we love to, 
to bring good works together uh, and give a platform for them. Uh, these are priceless catalogs, honestly. We did also a one before that was called Extinction, The World Without Us. Uh, this was right before COVID. Can you imagine? Like, <laughs> um, <laughs> it's foretelling. Yeah, <laughs> it was a bit. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But um, I really recommend to to look into this catalog. Ah, this is the catalog of Blurry the Lines we've been running and editing, publishing the edition of this. Uh, I was mentioning special call on graduates work. So this is really all about interesting graduation works that were submitted to us um, from a lot of different schools different corners worldwide. Uh, it's beautiful, Patrick. This is something we pay a lot of attention to education. What are these, you know, school producing, how they're thinking, how they're using, investing in the medium. What are the topics they challenge, why they challenge them. So it's very important. I think there are great schools out there worldwide. And we love, we, I mean, we are happy we were able to give a little platform to to them as well along the years. Uh, I think it's important. Um, again, not to say to photographer that photography is that, but, <laughs> but to really, you know, show that they can have an impact. They can do a lot of great works. Um, and that's why we, we've been publishing and printing with our own resources, basically, uh, this important catalog. So yeah. This is so this call. So this call is not just awards where you feature people. They actually get featured in a publication that people can buy. So you just buy that on urbanautica.com or the through the Urbanautica Institute, correct? Exactly. Yeah. Very cool. Very cool. Yeah, I, I do have a question for you. Uh, what is the feedback like uh, when, when uh, I'm, I'm sure, you know, artists get this catalog for themselves, but, but uh, what kind of feedback do you get from people that buy it? Uh, I think a couple of weeks ago, I posted about the, the 21 edition and it was lovely to see Armis commenting. This is the best book ever. Uh, I think what in general people appreciate uh, and what makes this catalog special nowadays, you know, in uh, in a moment where there's a, in, uh, quite big production of photo books and nice photo books, you know, nine, nice monographies. I think what makes this catalog special, why people like it, is that they have the chance to go a little bit deeper into uh, practices, into they can relate up to topics like nature environment, you know, this is very um, urgent, relevant uh, topic today. And they can explore uh, different ways of relating to that topic, especially. Um, and other positive feedbacks, as I was mentioned before, Patrick, is actually they can read about. They can learn directly from the words of the author, uh, you know, the reasons, the, the challenges, the struggles, uh, the difficulties, the dreams, ambitions, the, the learning outcomes, you know, and, and the experience itself uh, of the of the photographer. I think I think the cartoon is about this. It's like a, an annual, um, uh, very precious um, uh, 
you know, take on what is happening on photography. Um, yeah, uh, I, I was going to, that leads me to my next question. It, what do you, what do you hope that this collection of artists, what do, what do you hope that this does uh, for the world of photography, the world itself? What, what's the aim? The aim is actually showing possibilities um, for narratives that are meaningful and that are relevant for society. Um, showing chances to all those people who feel the need to express themselves through a camera or through a phone or through whatever, that they can do it, you know. Um, and, and also, uh, Patrick, uh, my... with photography because understood the power of the image is that more and more people that are not photographers will find um, interesting to read photo books, to interesting to read images, to, to read the stories behind the images. Um, and this is because, as we often said, we more and more are looking at images. So we, we need to learn from these guys uh, that are doing relevant projects, how we can take all of us, we can critically relate to images and we can start have a kind of critical attitude when we're looking at and scrolling out through our phones and things and start making choices. You know? No, I don't want to see this. You know? It's like enhancing, you know, um, raising your awareness in a way and um, becoming more conscious that as a living being, you can be critical about what you look at. And, and, and the sight is our main uh, senses, you know, how we evolve. We have this incredible optical machine. So the sight is one of our main medium to how we relate to the world. That's why we have to be critical about it. That's why we have to pose questions. It's not just about how oh, looking at a nice sunset. It's really about wondering. I think good photographers, good visual thinkers are leading us to think that we can have a more critical attitude through our sight. I don't know if that makes sense. It makes complete sense. And uh, it's, uh, it's really inspiring. I think some of the work that I've seen today is, uh, is quite inspiring as someone that aspires to be a maker in the world for sure. And uh, so let's talk about now the new call. Uh, when does that start? When does it end? Um, yeah. and, um, uh, how can people get involved in the next edition? Next edition. So, um, it's the, the release will be usually it's the first week end of the first week of December. And it's like, a, it's more or less three weeks to submit uh, deadline. As I was saying is the 31st of December, first January is the end of the year, end of the deadline. So it's easy not to forget. Um, and we have, a, a, a on our platform, there will be, um, a gate door to the call with the precise description, how, uh, you can apply, uh, how you can prepare your materials to upload. The system is fully automatic. So it will drive you through the uploading, uh, process. Uh, you have to make sure to have your statement English ready. And, and have your images ready to be uploaded. That's the main thing. 
Um, and then it's, uh, it's easy, easy, easy process. Um, of course, uh, you can reach out to our email at any time if you have doubts, whatever. Um, sometimes people make mistakes. They want to change an image. They want to add an image. They can reach out anytime. Uh, as I mentioned, the jury process takes uh, at least two to three months after January. So there's also time to follow up with us and say, hey, I, will, I thought I would like to change a little bit my statement. Uh, feel free to reach out anytime. Um, uh, so that's basically it. Decide your category. Uh, you can apply and choose and what category you want to apply with your project. Um, to be honest, don't feel stressed for that. Uh, Sometimes, you know, we, we take the freedom, Patrick, to see, like for instance, there's a photographer who applied for a uh, representation space architecture conference. Um, but we feel that that project is also very relevant for people in communities. We might still decide to take it away and put it there and give, give an award for that. So uh, the categories are helpful for us um, to read through and understand what is the main um, topic interest for the photographer. But I think we are all experienced enough uh, out here to understand that maybe the project had impact out of the box. Uh, so do not worry about categories very much. It's just, uh, you know, a way to address uh, the project to us you know, in a more precise way. Um, so you can apply on urbanautica.com. Urbanautica.com. You will see uh, on the homepage, there will be on the um, right on the top of the homepage, there will be call 23 and that's it. Um, okay. And, and the, it opens December 8th. Uh, cross finger. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. Okay. Okay. <laughs> so you, you open the call December 8th to, uh, December 31st. December 31st. Right. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Perfect. Which might change according to the time zones. <laughs> and this is open to any photographer uh, that has a project that they feel is strong enough to be included exactly. in the catalog. Okay. Okay. Um, I, I just want to, since we are talking about submitting, I think this would be a great opportunity to kind of share some tips. What, what should, what should people be thinking about if they're thinking about applying and, and putting their, uh, project up for consideration? Um, I think, um, you mentioned it a lot already, um, in, uh, as, as we were going through the podcast itself, but this might be a great opportunity to kind of summarize it. Definitely, Patrick. I think statement is very important. You yeah. know, how you, you introduce to us the work. Because in the statement, uh, we can read a lot of, you know, um, statements sometimes like hidden voice. You know, it's yeah. what we can read through the lines as well. You know, we can appreciate your effort, your energy, your truth, your commitment, your urgency. Um, statements are, are very important. It's not just like a short description of your work. It's really tell us why you're doing things, why it's important, you know, um, describe the topic, but describe your challenges, describe your aspirations, your ambition with the project. And, and of, of course, do 
do upload enough images. Uh, usually we give a, a room for 15 images. Uh, if you feel like maybe you want, you know, uh, submit more uh, work, you can submit a PDF to us, you know, there's more you want to tell, feel free. Just send an email, say, hey, I'm also attaching here a little bit more document. I mean, care, care is the main ingredient. When we feel this care, we do care. If we feel that you're just applying to, ah, that's just another call, you know, then we, we, we feel that that's not so important for you, not good. That's not a good start. So show your care, show your attention. So this is really, you know, your important work. You know, you've been working that for two, three years, you know, show it, talk about it. Um, and we will feel, it. we will feel it and we will pay attention to that. And even if you don't, uh, end up in the catalog, you will be shortlisted for sure. And if you're shortlisted at some point, we will reach out to you and say, Hey, look at that. Can I show you something, Patrick, about this? Because I have a real case to show you about this. Um, let me just step back to our uh, main page of the journal, because this is just something uh, I wrote about um, recently, okay? Um, here, you see interviews, reviews, there's a, a review I wrote myself is called the words of other of others, our intention. You know, what is this article about? Um, well, it's the theme of memory. Let me read this. The theme of memory is intrinsic to photography for its inherent dynamic of reproducing the visible, which freezes its traces for posterity or prolongs its existence in some way. Inclusion can therefore concern stories, bringing them back to the surface, to attention. So in this piece of text, uh, Patrick, I was willing to write something about inclusion, inclusivity in photography, okay? You know what I did? I picked up from the shortlisted series of works from last uh, annual awards. So these are all projects that were not published in the catalog, but they were shortlisted. So I took a chance to write about inclusivity and to feature their works in this, in this article. So there is the work of Zizis Hadianos, extended documentary about a uh, Soviet town of Noha Huta in Poland. Uh, beautiful work, very clever work. Uh, I featured the work by Carlos Varadas uh, called Alma Foyembora, Navio Foyembora. And it's talking about, it's a very interesting story about the archipelago of Sao Tome Principe in the Atlantic Ocean. You know, that a group of islands during um, the colonial time, Patrick, the Portuguese were taking slaves out of, from Africa and bringing them to the New Americas. They were making pit stop in this island along their routes. And then, you know, something out of this history, very dramatic and conflictual history, remained there. And people that live there, they, they still have this tradition with them, you know. And so there is a kind of interesting mixture between the, the, the Christian tradition, 
and Portuguese tradition, but also the African tradition, you know, the, the, the myth and the rituals and the spirits. And this is all in the pictures of Carlos Paradas, you know, how you can include, you know, in your work, uh, your documentary, these stories. Uh, there's a beautiful work by Aaron Yendel that was shortlisted last year. It's a portrait to series of the last people of the islands of Guernsey, a UK island that speak the native language. Yes. And I find it so nice. It's a gigantic work, documentary work by Yandel. Um, they also recorded the voice of these people, the last people who are able to speak this disappearing language. You know, how you can include language, disappearing language in your photography work. Uh, and finally, beautiful work by Giovanni Zeta, uh, who was working in a factory in the north industrial area of Italy, uh, ended up making a work about our new workers in the area uh, that were working with him in the same facility. Um, and that, you know, speak of another important thing, uh, Patrick. You don't have to be sometimes a full-time photographer to make a nice story. You don't have to be a full-time photographer to say something that is important for the people out there. You just maybe need to be someone who is sensitive, who can feel the story at his work. And this is a very beautiful story of Giovanni because he comes from a family from this region where a lot of people were migrating in other countries. It was a very poor, the Northeast of Italy was a very poor region. People were starving, literally starving because they had nothing to, to eat. And they were migrating. They migrated to Australia, Americas, Belgium, working in the mines, it's South America. This region has exported people for decades. And now, of course, this region it's becoming uh, uh, a very industrial region. There's a lot of factories, production. It's become, it's a wealthy region. And, and so it's, I love the fact that Giovanni was referring to his tales of his grandparents struggling to uh, survive in this region. And now he's looking at these new people that are coming here to work. Uh, and they're making, you know, contributing to the economy with their hard work, contributing to new stories, new narratives. So you don't have to be in the awards to be, to have a chance to be future urbanatica. You don't have to be a full-time photographer to have your stories out there. If you have something important to say, we will find it. We will find it. And I think what's uh, the big takeaway for me there is, is uh, if you have a story to tell, and, and you've done that through photography, you're perfect for this call. Um, what, whatever, whatever your background is, whatever it is, put together a, a good series of images, have a good story. Well, a, a story that you feel it, it needs to be told and, and submit it. And uh, you'll, you'll find a home at uh, Urbanautica. I think that is uh, a wonderful, uh, a wonderful way to uh, kind of set up this open call that is for 2023, December 8th, 2023 to December 31st. This is going to be for the next edition of the, uh, uh, for, for 2024. 
And uh, hopefully we'll do another another episode like this uh, featuring the the artist there and do another call. And uh, I think that is amazing. Is there anything else you want to add that is important details for those out there that are considering uh, applying this year? Um, take your chance. If you feel you're comfortable with your work, if you feel as uh, there are no spaces for you to show up with your work, give it a try. Give it a try to Urban Africa. Um, we will pay attention to it. Um, that's, that's basically it. That's basically it. If you have something Wonderful. important to say, send it through. I think that's, uh, I think that's great. And, uh, I think this is a great spot to, to end this call, uh, the awards feature for Urban Nautica. Uh, I just want to say, uh, thank you for your time today and thank you for giving us the thank insight you. into the selection process. Some of the, some of the winners for this year, it's very inspiring. Um, and I just want to say to everyone out there, if, if you've got a story to tell, go on to urbanautica.com, go to the calls section and, uh, submit your work it, it we would love to hear your story and maybe even feature you on this uh this podcast so once again thank you so much steve and to everyone out there that uh in, enjoys this work please consider liking sharing and uh commenting below on these this this helps us with the algorithm and if you want to support programs like this please uh consider contributing to our patreon as well on patreon.com and uh thank you so much for joining us today and until next time. We'll see you on the next one.